Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month? What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms? What to do when she has left the home with or without the children? What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it? Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello, I'm Jerry Jacobs Jr. again, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, baby, uh, the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute, and we are getting down to it, because you know what? My main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. <laughs> I wonder how many people really like that. I like that. I, I, I like that. Call it Divorce Combat Coaching, baby. Divorce combat coaching. That's what it is. Because you're in a combat, right? We're in a combat. So, uh, in this 68th episode, I ask, as of the last uh, the last 29 episodes, I ask, what are the clues your wife wants a divorce? And today, we cover clue number 30, fellas. Clue number 30, baby. We are down to the last four, 30, 31, 32, and 33. And I'm thinking, I was uh, finishing up 33 the other day. I'm thinking, now, how did I come up with 33 flavors? I don't know how it happened, but it just happened. That's how it worked out. Um, so we're going to get started. Plus, today, I'm going to take, as always, I'm going to take your calls because this is a live uh, call-in show. This is not really a content show, but... I'll do the content because, well, I like doing it, and it's good, um, and um, I think it you know, helps people, but mainly we're here to do a calling show to help you. So you can look at it as I help you in two ways. I help you with the foundational stuff, and then I help you with questions uh, that you have. So again, 
Go ahead and get in the queue at 313-723-4225 and uh, allow me to help you as I've helped so many others. Um, even, you know, we all have a question. Um, and I know these days people really don't like calling the call-in shows, but that's okay. Uh, the thing about it is you can't, the more personal you get with me, the better I can help you. So I take calls so that I can help you this way. Then I have my marriage masterclass. can help you that way. Then I have working with you one-on-one. I can help you that way. So there's plenty of ways that I try to help you. Only thing that you have to do is you got to opt in and use one of those ways. Okay? So the reason I do that is so that I can help you get some resolution to your marriage <laughs> confusion. Quote of the day, quote of the day, as usual, here we are. See if you can get this one. This is pretty good. Quote, what is love? It takes three to make love for lover and beloved are bound together on earth by an ideal outside both. If we were absolutely perfect, we would have no need of loving anyone outside ourselves. Our self-sufficiency would prevent a hankering for what we have not. But love itself starts with the desire for something good. God is good. God is being and therefore has no need of anything outside himself. But we have being. Creation may be described as the introduction of the verb to have into the universe, end quote, Archbishop Fujinjay Sheen, book three to get married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. So, 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 well, let's talk about it. Let's get it going. Let's do it. So this morning I was thinking about, man, what is something that I could talk about real quick before we get to the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute thing and um, that that would help people understand a little bit better about, uh, you know, how to handle a certain situation. So what I came up with was how do you handle when your wife is having an affair. So there are two types of affairs, a emotional affair and a physical affair. They are both grave, grave, grave sins in the eyes of God. Most people think, well, if they're having a physical affair, that's way worse than an emotional affair. No, it's not. No, it's not. Especially when you hear Christ say, tell, tell us in the New Testament to even entertain the thought of another woman fancying her in your mind is adultery. Okay. That doesn't mean looking at her. 
you know, are saying, wow, she's really nice looking. Oh, boy, she's fine. You know, it doesn't mean that. It means entertaining thoughts in your mind of like being with her, you know, other than your wife. Okay. So that's why physical affairs and emotional affairs are basically the same in the eyes of God. And believe it or not, they're the same in the eyes of your wife. If you were, that's why your wife gets so mad when you do a pornography or if she catches you masturbating or if she catches you, you know, uh, talking to uh, a text in uh text in your phone from another woman, even if it's innocent, because women, man, they just know stuff. They ain't stupid. They kind of know stuff. They kind of know, okay, well, when it comes to relationships, they are the experts. They really are. And so with them, it, it don't it doesn't take anything. If they see a text or it's friendly, because they know women, right? If a woman, women know that if another woman is talking to my husband, she's not doing that because, you know, she's trying to really be his friend. She's doing it. To, oh, she's opening herself up. Right. Same with just uh, same with men. Men, they, you know, we take longer. Like, oh, well, they're just friends, you know. But then most, a lot of guys are jealous. So they kick us in real quick. Like, okay, why are you talking? What are you talking to him for? You know, and the women go, oh, we're just friends, me and him. We're not doing anything. Or are you going to make, make you feel silly? Oh, how, how could you think I'm messing around on you? You know, that kind of silly stuff. But we all know it all starts with a conversation. Affairs always start with a single conversation. Um, why? Because women, men instinctually know if I can get her to talk and I can get her to laugh, I can get with her. You know, it's not easy, but it, it but it, I know the, I kind of know the process. Right. And so one of the things I want to talk about real quick, it might not be quick, but <laughs> but is as a husband, what do you do when your wife is having an emotional affair or having a physical affair? It's, it's kind of both. It's the same. The process is basically the same. But the thing about it is, is. uh you know, what you see in movies, what you see in real life, they kind of mirror each other, and that's counterintuitive to what I'm going to say. I used to think, man, if my wife was having an affair on me, man, according to the Bible, I, I can divorce her. I can get rid of her, and I ain't got to take that mess and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's only half true. You ain't got to take it. But you can't divorce her. Why? Because Christ is real, real specific in the New Testament about divorce. It was in the beginning. It was not meant as it was not meant to be. Adam and Eve were married. They were married for life. What no such thing as divorce. The only reason that Moses allowed divorce, which was Moses, is basically taking instructions from God. The only reason that God allowed divorce, Moses allowed divorce, is because the dudes was killing their wives and beating them up and raping them and kicking them out. And so they, it was so bad. See, we think today that things are bad. They are. But man, back then, in order for God to say <laughs> you could divorce your wife because you kicking her butt all the time, man, it must have really been bad. It must have really been demonic and brutal. So, um, so that's that's that. So that's why divorce is not allowed. But, but that's counterintuitive. So, so what that means, how that transfers to if your wife is having an emotional affair or a physical affair is what you do, man, 
is you don't do nothing. What did you just say, Jerry? I'm going to say it again. You don't do nothing. You know why? Because there's nothing good that can come from you acting a fool and confronting it. It ain't. Think about it. So first of all, if you confront her alone, what's it going to do? It's going to cause an argument, which means what? There's conflict, which means what? You're going to draw, you're going to push her away. So how is that helping? Uh, the second thing, other thing is you've got to look at yourself. If my wife is having an affair on me, say with a woman, but we're talking to my talk to men to teach women. So we're talking about you men right now. So if, if, uh, uh, a woman, so if if, if a man is, you know, that, that pushes her away. But if uh, if you confront, another thing is you got to look at what you did to not force your wife, but encourage your wife or push your wife into the arms of another man. This is why you really can't get mad when you really understand the dynamics of the whole situation. And this is what's wrong with men. We got our heads in the sand for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and then our wife wants to leave or wants to be with another man, and we overreact, and we start thinking logical because to us, this just happened. It ain't just happened, dude. It ain't just happened. Before you find about your wife's affair, her emotional affair, or her physical affair, it's been going on for a month, six months, a year, two years, three years. And so you come in thinking because you was, you was distracted, right? For all those years, you was distracted. So to you, of course, it's like, oh, this just happened. I got guys coming to me all the time. Oh, man, we just started having problems last week. What? You just started having problems last week? <laughs> See? Clueless. Clueless. And I try to go, no, man, you've been having problems for at least a year to five years or longer. No, man. See, this is what happened. No, dude. You, you, See, they ain't trying to hear me. Why? Because naturally, we don't want to be blamed. We don't want to look at ourselves and be blamed for anything. We want to, as long as I can put it on God, my wife, my children, my boss, my employees, my coworkers, my friends, my parents, today, as long as we can put what we do on somebody else, it makes us feel better. It takes away the shame and the guilt. But see, dude, you can't, in front of God, when you stand in front of God for that particular that particular judgment, which particular judgment is a fancy word for when you die and you God, you right before Jesus, and he says, heaven or hell or purgatory right now. Immediate, immediately upon your death, that's what happens. Jesus is standing before you. You're standing before Jesus, I should say. And right then, he flows you through your mind all the reasons why you're going to where you're going. So really, you're at peace with it. Because if you deny Christ your whole life or you're in mortal sin when you die, obviously you chose hell. Obviously. So you wouldn't be happy in heaven no way. That's the logic of God. You know, I'm not going to force you to do nothing you want to do. So for your whole 100 years, you denied me. I wasn't in your life. You're in mortal sin. Obviously, you don't want to be hang out with me. You don't want to come to the party. So I'm going to send you to this other party over here. The party ain't as good as the party I have in store for you. But hey, this is the party you chose. So who am I to take that, to take your wishes away from you? 
And that's kind of how it works. And so this is why you've got to understand that if your wife is messing around, not just your wife, anybody's wife is leaving and messing around, that means she's just trying to fill the void that she wasn't given from you. So what does that mean? That means that's why you always hear me say, I know your wife has problems, but you have problems too. So there's a two-source thing. Sure, what she did and is doing is very grave, but think of you. Sometimes you got to look at it from her point of view of, I've been trying my best for 10 years to get you to listen to me, to appreciate me, to love me, to care for me. And so most men don't really understand women. So they continue to like neglect that little bit, that little, that little thing I just said. And she is not going to go for it for long because remember women, their life is not like our life, their, their vitality, their beauty, their, you know, their looks, all of that stuff, man, their the ability to have children, all of that stuff, man, it fades really fast in the scheme of time. And so women start to look like if I'm in this marriage and and the marriage isn't going anywhere, why should I stay here? What should I why should I be in this? And so that's what you got to understand. That leads me to the reason of what I say. If your wife is having an emotional affair or a physical affair, you don't do nothing. Now, when I say don't do nothing, I don't mean you don't talk about it. What I mean is when you talk about it, it's got to be calm. It's got to be confronting her to let her, to give her a chance to explain herself. And all you're doing is listening. You're not trying to argue back. You're not trying to bait back. You're not trying to defend yourself. You're not trying to defend her. All you're doing is listening and getting on what happened, getting her story. Then what you do after that is you say, okay, cool. Now, I am just want to let you know, I'm going to think about this and absorb this, and then we'll talk later. That way, there's no emotion of fighting, because sometimes that kind of stuff can turn to a physical battle, like you beating her up or she slapping you or whatever. And you cannot have that these days. You just can't, especially if you got kids, because kids have a a weird way of being around at the wrong time, okay? Um, so if you just punched your punched their mother in the face through losing control, and your your kids see that, that's boy that that they'll they'll have that memory forever, okay? So that's the first thing. Now the other thing mistake that men make when they their wife is having an affair, they get all uppity, and then they go. I'm going to find him and I'm going to kick his butt or I'm going to flatten his tires. I'm going to blow up his car or I'm going to go to his job and, and tell everybody what he did and all that stuff. Well, okay, that's stupid too. In the moment, it sounds, yeah, because he's wrong. I'm right. He's trying to break up my family and blah, blah, blah. But you have to think of this is why you have to think about it logically. So you think about logically. If you go and confront a man, no matter if he's bigger than you, smaller than you, stronger than you, whatever, there's nothing good that's going to come of that. Because somebody's going to get hurt. Either you're going to get your butt whooped or he's going to get his butt whooped or somebody's going to get shot or somebody's going to get stabbed. Uh, and that's kind of like, so that means what? Popo's going to get called. So if Popo, Popo gets called, 
Popo is the government. So you know how it is when the government gets involved in your life. Ladies, this is why you don't divorce your husband. Because if you, when, once you let the Popo, the government involved in your life, you are no longer in control. Women have this delusional idea that if I call the police on my husband, that, you know, for no reason, and I say for no reason, the only reason you call the police on your husband is if he hits you. I mean, really hit you. I don't mean grab you and get you, try to get you to listen and you guys are talking and arguing. I mean, he actually punches you in the face or punches you in the chest or something like that. That is real assault. Because once you involve the government in your life, your kids get involved. They're going to pull your kids. Why? Because y'all can't get along and you're fighting up in there and they ain't trying to have that. They're going to arrest. Sometimes they arrest both of you because why? Both of you are crazy and you ain't thinking straight. Sometimes they arrest your husband and you just put your husband in jail because your emotions got out of control because you didn't you you couldn't talk and sound talk right. Now that goes along with divorce too. You you divorce your husband and you think I'm doing this great thing, and then what happens? All of a sudden, you thought you was gonna get your kids. Well, guess what? They gave them to the husband, or they get him 50% of the time. Um, you know, you thought that you was gonna get, you thought that the kids was gonna be uh that you could see whenever you wanted to. Well, guess what? You can't see the kid whenever you want to now. You thought you were gonna get all this money, this house. If your husband has a good lawyer, ladies, you're gonna get divorced, but you ain't gonna get what you think you're gonna get. Most guys go out and hire crappy lawyers. Dudes will come to me and say, and I and I say, man, look, go out and talk to this lawyer. Usually I recommend um uh oh man, I forget, I forget them every time. Even the my uh the my program lawyer, he's he 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 recommends them. Oh, they, they work they work just for men. Oh, what are they called? What is their name? Oh, they're called uh Oh, anyway, they work just for men. They work only with men. And so if you hire a, law a good lawyer, they're going to come and crush you, ladies. They're going to crush your little lawyer. And, and guess what? You ain't getting all the stuff you think, and you're going to get your butt whooped. Most guys hire, they'll come to me and say, yeah, man, I wouldn't hire this lawyer, and the lawyer ain't worth crap. They didn't research the lawyer. They didn't go see what, the, what kind of lawyer the guy is or the girl is. Is she good? Is she bad? They didn't do nothing. They just went off his word, and you can't do that. You can't do that. This is your life on the line, gentlemen. You can't go out and just hire anybody. You know, sure, you go pay some money. Just like when you work with anybody, any professional that's good, they're going to charge you some money, and it ain't going to be cheap. So get over that crap. I have guys talk to me all the time. Oh, yeah, man, I'll get back with you. Yeah, man, whatever, dude. But it's your marriage. You the one out of time. I'm not, my marriage is cool. Yours ain't. You out of time. The Holy Spirit brought you to me, and you still up there talking about, well, I got to think about it and all that stuff. Well, you go think about it, and then while you're thinking about it, your wife is kicking your butt in court. <laughs> so uh, that being said, though, um, you got to hire a good lawyer, man. You got to understand this. This is a good process. I have guys come to me, well, I ain't going to fight it. I ain't going to do nothing. Dude, she's going to take your 401k, your house, your cars, your kids. She's going to take everything. And you got pair of alimony. And then you're going to be bitching to me six months down the line. Man, I should have fought. I should have did better. Yeah, you did. You should have, but you didn't. <laughs> so now, eat it. And so we got to work our way through that. You know, um, so that's what that's about, man. You got to hire a good lawyer. So women, ladies, you don't involve the government in your in your life unnecessarily. You don't call the police on your husband. 
for arguing. You don't call your art or, you know, you don't, you know, because you get mad. You don't call, you don't, you don't file divorce on your husband and let the government in your life. Because when the government comes in your life, the government is the police, the court system, the judges, the lawyers, all of that. That's the government. When you invite them in your life, you no longer have control of your life. You don't. Even after the divorce, every time you got to talk to your husband's son, what's going to happen is if he gets mad or you get mad, well, talk to my lawyer. Uh, you know, that gets old real quick. Okay. Um, and the kids aren't getting value, but that's a whole other story. So, so now let's get back to why we, what we do. So the reason you don't confront a man when he messes around with your wife is because first of all, you're going to call, there's going to be a problem. Somebody's going to get hurt. Police going to get called, and then now you in jail. Then you got plenty of time to think about how stupid you were, <laughs> and then you get out because you always get out. Then your wife has a restraining order against you, you know, and the man, you know, he's got a friend on. He presses charges because you didn't came and you know messed up, you know, in, involved in got in his life and stuff. You, the reason I have never confronted a man in my life when it comes to this kind of relationship, relationship kind of stuff. First of all, look at it like this. There's many other women out there. If you ain't married, there's plenty of women out there. If you if I ain't the one for you, you ain't the one for me. Hey, hey, baby, gone out there. I got this. There's uh, three billion other women out there that I go and try to get and that, that I have a possibility of making happy. The problem is when you marry, things change, right? So then the re you don't confront the man. Do not confront him. Why? Because he will come. You, you don't, you just, other things, when, he, when things calm down or if you kick his butt, think about it. You got kids at home. He going to go get his buddies. Then his buddies going to find out where you live. And you're going to be the forgot out about the confrontation. And you're going to be walking out of your house. And somebody's going to be hitting the top of your head with a bat, throwing you in the car and taking you out to the field somewhere. See, man, you got to think about this stuff in, in the long term because, look, evil, the more evil you do, the more evil arrives. This is why Christ, you have to understand Christ. Christ is not saying don't be a man. He's saying think logically about your actions because your actions will cause things to happen that are not supposed to happen. You know, like what I just said, you know, so. What So the way you get your wife back is what you have to do is you have to draw your wife back to you away from the guy. Because if you confront him, another thing, if you confront him, what's going to happen is her nurturing is going to kick in, not for you, but for him. So she's going to be, oh, what'd you hit him for? What'd you attack him for? Get away from him, especially if you knock him down. Oh, my goodness, you know, because why? She's bonded to him now. Now, she's way more bonded to you, but she's also, she's had sex with him, so now she's bonded to him through chemically and stuff. But your bond is way more stronger than his and hers, but still is bonded, and she's with, she's with him right now, so her mother, her mother nurturing thing is going to kick in, and she's going to, She's going to go with him, and which is going to do what? Piss you off even more, okay? There's nothing good about confronting him, nothing, nothing. There's nothing good about following her and him around. There's nothing good about hiring a detective to follow them around. Once you know, I mean, because basically I was taught 
once you know, once you as a man or a woman feel your spouse is messing around, they probably are. I guess you can hire a detective to, to, to see to make sure, but what are you hiring a detective for? I mean, okay, once he sees them together and sees them in the, at the same house in the car, that's over. You 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 know because getting pictures and doing all this stuff. I guess you could use it to file a divorce in court, but man, what I from what I know, my experience and all this stuff is that stuff. When the divorce, nobody cares if the other person's messing around. They really don't. It might come in contact. It might come in, in with the kids, but even then, it's minimal because they all say, "Well, the kids should be with their mother." Because the the premise is this. No matter how bad the marriage is, people instinctually hold the husband responsible anyway. So you're going to lose the kids. You're going to lose your house. You're going to split up all your money. And you got to pay her alimony, if you, depending on what state you're in. Um, and that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. So getting all this, accumulating all this stuff from the, a, a private investigator is okay. And they can show she's a bad mother. But it's not showing her, see, people are weird. It's not showing her beating the kids or yelling at the kids or doing nothing like that. It's just showing her out with a dude messed around her husband, which in this warped society, you know, uh, that's, you know, that's kind of his fault. That's kind of the husband's fault, you know. Um, and I'll go into that a little bit later. So your job as a husband is to draw your wife to you when this happens, which means what? You got to change. You got to become the man that your wife needs. You got to become the man that God created you to be. And you got to become the husband that can fulfill, satisfy your wife psychologically, emotionally, spiritually. Because you haven't been doing it. And the reason I know is because your woman is messing with another man. Okay. So try to understand that. You know, I tell all the guys that this is going to be this when you allow another man to interject. So that's basically Satan. You've allowed another man to interject himself in between you and your wife. So now the stakes just went up because in his eyes, like I heard said yesterday, and I'm going to say later today, hey, in his eyes, hey, dude, that's mine. She's mine now. You got you. You lost her. Matter of fact, she's coming over here. She coming over to my house. I'm not going over her house. She coming to my house. Your kids are mine. And she's mine. What you going to do? And that sounds, sounds raw, but it's the truth, man. It's the truth. Okay? So I hope y'all got something out of that. You know, um, I, I really want to try to, you know, the thing about it is I tell you a lot of this stuff and you go, Jerry, where do I start? Yeah, you tell us all this stuff. Yeah, man. I, I can't, you know, it takes time and effort to, to to put all this stuff in order so that you know what to do first and what to do last. That's the that's the whole thing. This is why I tell men, listen, once you have marriage problems and you realize there's marriage problems, yeah, gone out and gone out in the world and look at all the free articles and look at all the stuff and read all of this and watch all the videos and talk to all of them, the therapists and psychologists and stuff. But eventually you're gonna have to find somebody that has taken all that stuff on the internet, put it in a system from top to bottom in order of what to do first, second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth, a hundredth, two hundredth. You know, somebody's put it into a system that you can follow logically to do what? To do what I just said. Draw your wife back to you. Get your life together. 
become a better husband, a better father, and a better man. And then, then you will draw your kids and your wife back to you, and then things will get better. Okay? That's my advice to you. And that takes professional help once you get to that point. All right? That's not a lie. That's not me trying to punch up, pump up my program. It's me being brutally honest with you because I've been where you are, and I understand that. I understand. Okay? So, that being said, let's go on break. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, we are back. So I want to talk to the ladies for a second. So ladies, like you just heard in that that little push, you know, I help women too. You know, um, I encourage women, first of all, everybody this listening should be sharing, even on the replay, you should be sharing this to help people. This is a help you podcast. This is not, we're not messing around. We're not playing. We are very serious. We laugh and stuff and we have a good time, but don't get it twisted. Our mission here is to help marriages, to get people united with God again, the right way to get husbands and wives to unite themselves together with God and to get their children to come to God as well. And you can't do that in the society, today's society, today's world. You can't do that. You can't. It's impossible. It, it is impossible. Um, you need grace from God. And most of us aren't getting the grace we need because we out doing silly stuff. Okay. So women, I help women too. Um, and it's, it's, you know, women are a different, a little different thing. Women, you know, they don't, women don't come with, with a lot of ego. When women come to me, they're like, man, look, he he, I'm I'm gonna leave him. I can't stand him. I'm done. You know, this is how I can this is how I can tell you guys about what women think because I know what they think because they tell me what they think. <laughs> I can't stand him. He makes me want to vomit. I hate when he touches me. It makes me cringe inside, and he wants to have sex with me. Ugh, and we ain't even close. He doesn't give me no attention. He doesn't do any of that. Then he he we come and then we ain't we ain't talking two weeks and then he want to come get on top of me. Ooh, I hate it. He won't talk to me. He don't tell me about his day. He don't do anything. He don't go to mass. He don't pray. He don't do nothing. 
just want to go out and be on back with himself all the time, be with his friends and his man cave, watch sports and stuff. Go at, be at work all the time. He don't even know I'm here. <laughs> I'm not, dude, I'm not playing. I had a wife tell me not too long ago that he makes me want to vomit. That is the most descriptive. <laughs> that is the most descriptive I've ever heard. That is the art. That is seriously. That means that that man has disgusted his wife to the point where she wants to excrement from her belly onto him, onto the floor. <laughs> So anyway, women are a different animal. They are different. They when they come to me, there's no there's no pride involved. There's no ego. They lay it all on the line because they're hurt. They don't know what to do and they need some help. And so I try my best to help them. To under first thing I do with women is I try to get I try to teach her to understand her husband. This is why I talk to men in the podcast and on my on my blog because women will come and then they learn how to be treat how they should be treated. Which men hate that because Jerry, you tell all our secrets. Well, I'm not like telling secrets. I just know what God expects of us as men for the most part. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I got a pretty good idea. So once women know that, then they they you know they start to wonder, well, how do I get him to do this and how I get him to do that and what should I be doing spiritually and things like that. And so that that starts to give them confidence again and starts to help them take control of their marriage a little bit. And they feel better. And with women, it's all about feelings, man. It ain't like dudes, you know. We, you know, you know, guy sitting in front of me and his marriage is completely toe up. It's it's it's, it's below. He ain't just in marriage crisis. It, it, he's in the crisis below the ground, you know. And he's still telling me, well, he's still giving me all the stuff she didn't done, and trying to think about it logically. And look, when you get to this point. You ain't got no time to be thinking. You got to get start taking some action. Time for thinking is over. You should have been thinking five years ago. You should have been thinking 10 years ago. You know, that's when you should have been thinking. Right now, thinking is getting you in trouble. Because the more you think, the longer you keep thinking, which is basically, you know, how men are. We're procrastinating. You know, well, I, I can keep. Jerry, he going to always be here. Hell, he could. He's, he's on radio. He's on the radio five days a week. <laughs> I can give him anytime I want. That's how men think we stupid. We stupid. We don't, you know, we we don't we don't really understand that time is a factor when it comes to relationships, just like a time is a factor when we're at our job. You know, if you have one of those jobs where you have deadlines, you can't keep sitting around thinking. You can't keep the deadline is tomorrow, you still thinking. The deadline's here, you still thinking. Well, I gotta go think about it. What you thinking about? You do the, the deadlines here. You got to take some action. And that's my point. It comes a point in time where you got to take action. You got to go into faith to God and say, God, lead me. Where am I supposed to be? You know, guys pray all the time. God, help me save my marriage. Boom. They sit in front of Jerry. I'm not easy to find like that. Like you guys know me because I email you. We've had previous, you know, we've had previous dealings together or something, you know, but I'm not easy to find out of all the out of all the distraction in the world, if you think about it. So if you if you're praying, if you're praying to get God, please help me with my wife, and then all of a sudden you see Jerry Jacobs on the screen, 
then guess, you know, and then you 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 go and listen and you hear him and you go, man, that dude, okay, he's talking my language. And then you sitting in front of me and then you go, and then you and I, we kind of bond together a little bit. And then you go, and then you go, well, you know, thanks for helping me, man, which I don't mind helping. That's my job. But then, well, thanks for helping me, man. I'll talk to you later. Huh? <laughs> Dude. You got erectile dysfunction. You got premature ejaculation. You got diabetes. Your wife is messing around with another band. Your kids hate you. Your kids can't stand you. Your, uh, you know, you and your wife ain't made love in a, in a year or six months or five years or ten years, and you're going well. See you later. Thanks. I'm like, dude, don't you think you need help? <laughs> don't you think that maybe you might need a little help? I should have a thousand men in my program, a thousand or more. I really should. I really should, but guys ain't like that. They can't. They can't see it. They they get lazy. They start. You start asking yourself. Start saying, "Hey man, you got to do this work," or "Hey man, you got to pay this fee." Oh no, oh, no, oh, oh, no, man. No, Pe- men they don't value relationships and marriages the way they should. Like women do. Women will pay anything because women understand. I need my marriage for my family and my kids. I need my marriage together, guys. We don't look at marriage like we look at marriage like uh like it's a car. You know, like it's a it's a problem to be fixed. We don't we don't look at it like it's valuable. You know, like okay, this is the most important thing in my life. Men don't look at marriage like that. That's their problem. Cuz when they lose it, oh my god, somebody help me. God, please help me, help me, help me, God, help me, God. Oh, help me, help me, help me, Jesus. Jesus. Superman, Jesus, Superman, come save me. Save me, Jesus. Well, dude, I've been sending people to say, to help you. <laughs> I've been sending people to you. I've been sending people to save you, and you won't listen, just like you want with your wife. You won't listen to her either. <laughs> I've been sending people to save you. You won't listen. <laughs> Man, it's funny. Hey, Look, I can laugh because I've been there and I've been around this a long time. Uh, I've been around this a long time, dude. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. It's amazing the way men rationalize things and the way we, the way we, you know, we 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 think about things. We don't really. It's not a problem until it's a problem. And so the way I look at it is, your pain's not deep enough. If you come to me and we're talking. Or you come not just meet any coach that you connect with. Now, if we don't connect, that's a whole different thing. Like, if you come and sit before me, because I've had that happen a lot too. Like, me and the guy, I could tell, you know, I try to let the emotion out of it. But, you know, I was always taught people, you work with people who you know, like, and trust. That's why there's no such thing as the old boys network. That's, that's, That's not really a smart way to think of it. People work with who they like, know, and trust. So the old boys network, that's what they do. I know that businessman. We've had good deals together. So if I need somebody on a committee, I'm going to put him there. You know, just like you. If you're a poor person and you're on a committee, say, I don't know, your abortion committee, and you know somebody that's, that is going to be that will be a good person for your committee because you know them and you like them and you trust them, hey, man, come be on this committee with me. That's how it works. That's how business works. That's how relationships work. That's how marriage works. That's how all of it works. No like and trust. Okay? So, if you sit before me or you sit before any coach 
if you don't like them and if you don't feel a connection, if the person's not speaking your language, that is completely fine to leave. Believe me, nobody, because I, I do it too. A lot of guys I don't work with because, well, first thing, humility. If you come to me and all is all her fault, it's God's fault, you know, you're not talking right, you're so angry, you can't see straight, you know, um, and but a lot of guys come, they're not angry, they come, but they don't have, they're, they're not humble, they're not, they're, 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 they haven't really realized that they're the ones that's got to take the lead and fix their problem first. And then your wife will fix her problem. That's what people don't understand, guys especially. You're the leader. You're the one God has placed responsible for your house. So it's natural that if you, it's natural that if you fix you, then your wife will allow you to lead your home. Your kids will follow and you guys are moving towards God. That's how it works. But most guys, they can't, they can't see it. And it's sad. They can't see it, man. And I feel sorry for them. You know, I really do. A lot of guys come before me and I just feel, I just feel sorry for them because the, the, the demonic has entered there is influencing them and they can't see it. That's why prayer is so important. Why? Because prayer clears your mind from the demons. Now, if you don't believe in demons, hey, don't worry about it. They believe in you. <laughs> but people don't realize that the way through the mist is through prayer because then God will give you the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is called wisdom, and then you will your mind will clear and you can see better. If you're not praying, if you're not praying properly, if you're not praying daily, hours a day sometimes, because the, 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 the demons look at it like this, anything but God, right? Anything but God. Anything but God. If I can get you to think about your wife and that man, if I get you to think about how your kids are messed up, if I get you to think about your job 24-7, if I get you to think of the dream I'd be on the golf course all the time or whatever thing that you like to do, you're not thinking about God, so I can oppress you as a demon. I can oppress you all day long, 24 hours, seven days a week. That's why when, when the guys, when we were doing the, the, the Catholic Alpha 10-day Lenten Challenge, where we fasted for 10 days, I guarantee you, man, demons ain't messing with them dudes. They praying because fasting is a powerful prayer. So if you are in grace with God and you are fasting and you are as a prayer, demons ain't messing with you because you're you're overcoming the flesh. Your 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 mind is controlling your body, and you're thinking about God. Why am I fasting? Because of God. So guess what? The demons ain't mess with you. They're gonna go get some other poor soul that 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 is neglecting his family and God and all that stuff. Mess with him. Okay. So let's get to this. The top. Oh, we're doing good. So uh, the top thirty. Uh, the top uh, thirty clues that your wife wants a divorce. Uh, may want a divorce. So again, today we're gonna cover the, the previous twenty nine, and then. 30 be in the books, okay? 30 is a good one, too. Stay around. It's a real good one, man. Try to try to hear me. Try to hear me, okay? These clues, if if, if you have embraced these 30 clues so far, I, I, I'm proud of you, you know? I, I, I commend you. The reason why is everybody, like you just heard me say, everybody can't, they can't hear it. Especially if I start reading these clues up, and, and a lot of this clues is in their marriage, that's pain, the, the, the re my wife is taught always said the first reaction to the truth is anger. 
So that's why a lot of people, they can't, like a lot of dudes, if I start reading off these clues, they start checking them off. They go, oh, man, they get mad and they get nervous and they, they can't hear it. They don't want to hear it. The one that they want to do what? Avoid it. They want to push it in the background, procrastinate, you know. And so I feel sorry for them, too. I really do. Um, you got to have courage, gentlemen. You have to have courage. Courage is facing your fears with God. It's called, you know, dying for God, dying to yourself, fortitude. Um, you've got to have courage to fix your problems. If you don't, they just multiply. So number one, does she seem distant? Is she spending more time with single friends? Does she seem uninterested in the marital embrace? Is she still as supportive as she used to be? Uh, is she still as loving as she used to be? Number six, does she go out to clubs and events without you? Does she take longer to answer your texts or phone messages? Has her conversation with you become very short and to the point? Has the bickering increased? Number 10, has the arguing increased? Has she started putting the kids above you? Are her friends and brothers and sisters more important than you? Have you stopped going to mass and entering the spiritual battle daily? Number 14, does she seem unusually depressed or unhappy? Number 15, you make love less than once per week. Number 16, you make love less than once a month. Number 17, has she lost weight for no apparent reason? Has she started getting her hair done more often for no apparent reason? Lately, does she dress nicer or more provocative? Number 20, are you beating her home when before she was already home? Number 21, she blames you for everything wrong in your marriage. You can't seem to make her laugh anymore. Her phone is now hidden and locked. Number 24, she no longer cares where you've been or keeps tabs on you. Number 25, her hugs and kisses seem shorter with no feeling. Number 26, she is keeping secrets and being vague even you, even when you ask her. She doesn't care you spend too much time with your friends. She places her parents above you. And number 29, she no um she no she uh she no she no longer looks at you or makes loving eye contact, which was yesterday's clue. So today, what is the number 30 clue that your wife may want a divorce? Drum roll, please. She increasingly needs more time alone. Woo. She increasingly needs more time alone. I'm going out of town for my I'm I'm going out of town for my job. I'm going on a girl's trip. I'm going on a girl's night out. I'm going out for drinks after work with my coworkers. I need some time alone in my room. I just need space right now. All code for, I'm about out of this marriage if things don't change for the better. And I mean real quick. <laughs> it's all hitting the fan, ain't it? These last three of three to five clues are deep. And they are, you are far, far in it if these are in your marriage. And the fan is spreading it throughout your marriage and home. Right about now, a husband is really starting to feel the urgency to get it together. Unless he is completely clueless or egotistic. 
Our ego as men gets us in a lot of trouble. It's called selfishness. The ego, because it's disordered after the fall, only wants to satisfy itself. It, it can't see outside of itself. This is why men have to work really hard to subdue their ego and pride and selfishness because it's a cancer. It will destroy you. Okay? So, our, most husbands, like I said, are, are really feeling the urgency, the panic to get it together unless he's completely you know, clueless, meaning he is still on the, she is the problem. She doesn't give me sex. She doesn't clean the house. The kids are still unruly. She isn't making any money at that worthless job. She knows I'm busy and don't have time for her emotional craziness. Well, let me tell you, you know, you're about right. <laughs> you really are. Because at this point, she is looking for fulfillment elsewhere. And in my experience, she will find it. It's only a matter of time, brother. First, it starts with the work trips, right? First, it starts with I'm, I'm going out of town over for my work. Then the trips with the girls. With me and the girls, you know, this is uh, the housewives of Bloomington, Indiana. <laughs> we go on a trip. <laughs> and eventually, trips and weekends with her new hubby. Woo! All while her selfish, egotistical, effeminate, clueless husband continues to blame and criticize her for all her faults. Right? Now, knowing that she's about done with him anyway, especially since her new hubby gives her more what? He gives her more attention, more love, more conversation, more dates, more money, more exciting sex, and most of all, he listens to her and values her opinion. Can you say time is short? Look, I want you guys to know, I know that you think I criticize husbands all the time. I really don't. I criticize wives too. They got a lot of problems too. But they're not the ones responsible by God. They're not. And the sooner you and I and all the other men in this country, the sooner we we, we uh, embrace that, that little concept, the better off our life will be. It really will, man. It's not being a punk. It's not. It's being like Christ. Was Christ a punk? Was he? I don't know. I know for a fact he wasn't because he's on the cross and he knew for 33 years that he was going to be tortured and maimed and, and killed. And in that time, he had courage. He died for Christ. Think about it. He died for God. He died for the Father. He died for us. Why? Because that's what real men do. He's teaching us to die to your ego, die to your wants, die to your desires, die to your dreams, die to your needs, and I will give you a full life, a full life. It kills me on TV when I watch a movie or whatever, and they go, and, and somebody's dying, they go, well, I had a full life. What does that even mean? You had a full life. It means nothing. It means nothing if it wasn't ordered towards God. And I mean really ordered towards God. Like what? Prayer, adoration, mass, daily mass, rosaries, novenas, uh, 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 fasting. You know, this is toward why? Because those things help you get your ego under control. They really do. But people, it's hard, isn't it? 
it's hard to put out that time, that that 30 minutes, that hour, even 15 minutes a day or two hours a day to do that. Every day? You mean like, man, Jerry, I got to pray every day? Every day? You're like, I can't, I can't take Saturdays off? <laughs> hey, it's your marriage. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> that's, that's what I tell them. That's what I tell them for real. So, now, I don't, I don't, I don't. I know it seems like I said, it's like I criticize men, but I really don't, man. I don't. I, I tell you, the reason I tell you the things I tell you is because you hear fluff from knuckleheads all day long, all your life. And it started with your mom and daddy. You're so special. You're so special. You're the greatest kid in the world. Don't worry about those bad kids. You know, we're growing up. And all we hear is, especially today, well, when I was growing up, my parents didn't do that with me. But today it's sickening. It's sickening how these parents, especially mothers, because the daddy ain't around to toughen him up. And some, a lot of times today when the daddy is around, he weak too. Oh, little Johnny, you're just so special. You, you're just so great. And then the kid do something bad in school. They run up to the they run up to oh especially oh especially in the black community because ain't no men around. The women they'll run up to the school and actually cuss out the teachers. Cuss them out. Cuss out the principal. Cuss out the teacher assistant. Cuss out the janitor. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, it's crazy. It ain't much different in the white community. It really ain't. It really ain't. I, how dare you? How dare you punish my child? How dare you give him an F? How dare you put your hands in, on him? Now, when he didn't hit the teacher, she can't still can't put her hands on him. That is ridiculous. In my day, if you put your hands on a teacher, that, especially a man, I had a teacher in ninth grade. He carried this big two-inch by 12-inch ruler. And he would hit, if you screwed up, he would come up to you on your desk and tell you, turn your arm, your hand over, and he'd smack you on the back of your hand with that ruler. Dude, that's real. That is real. That's somebody who cares. Today, parents don't care about their kids. They really don't. Today, teachers don't care about the kids. They really don't. You know why? Because nobody disciplined them, disciplines them. Nobody disciplines them. Love, discipline is love. That's why it's a virtue. Would God make a make something a virtue if it wasn't if it wasn't beneficial? You tell me. You tell me. It's sickening how these parents tell kids 24-7 how special and great and wonderful they are. Then they go out here and get in the real world and go, hey, the real world ain't like this. I'm not special anymore. I'm not great. I'm not Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan. I'm not the Kardashians. Everybody's not looking at me and how wonderful I am. Man, that's messed up. This is crazy. I'm going back home to my parents. And guess what? That's where, that's where a lot of dudes end back up. They get out here in the real world and can't handle it because they weak and their daddy was weak and their mama was weak. They go back home and sit with their mom and daddy for the next 20 years, 30 years. See? Yeah, get on me. Get on Jerry. But it's the truth. It's the truth, man. It's the truth, man. 
kid people, this is why our egos are in the way. So when we get so when we get married, think about it. Why, that's why women leave. They have no stick to itiveness. They won't even talk to their husbands and keep talking to him and praying for him and dying for him. No, they just stop talking to him and avoiding him. So that's what he thinks. Well, she don't love me either. She don't love me either. Dudes, they get in a marriage, they can't stick to it. They can't do nothing. That's why I have so much respect for the guys in my program. You know why? Because everyone, everybody to a T tells them, Man, what are you still trying to get that crazy woman for? Man, y'all leave her. Man, go find you another woman. Man, there's plenty of them out there. Man, you going to take that? You going to let her scream and, and yell at you? Man, my dudes are learning how to be a real man the way Christ wanted them to be. They tough, dude. They tough. But see, they, but today we're taught to only think about ourselves, and that's now how Christ was. You know, just like the Jews. They thought that this conqueror was going to come and kill everybody, kill all the Romans, <laughs> and then they was going to put a Jew on, on the Roman empire, on the Roman throne, and that's how it's going to be. No, what that would have made me think better, that would have just made the Jews the Romans. If you really think about it logically, that would have just made the Jews, now the, all the Jews did what we just took the place of the Romans because power corrupts absolutely. It does. If you're not like, that's why Christ came on an ass. He sat on an ass. Why? To let everybody know, hey, this is how it needs to be done. Okay? Really, guys, hear what I'm saying. Everything, everything that we talk about must run back to Scripture and to Christ and to God and the Trinity. This is why People have a misconception of the Blessed Mother. Oh, you Catholics, you you worship Mary and you worship the the, the blessed. They don't even call her the Blessed Mother. They don't even call her the Virgin Mary most of the time. Oh, Mary, that that woman. Oh, yeah, she's Jesus' mama. <laughs> she's Jesus' mama. But if you think about it, the Blessed Mother always, always, always leads everybody back to her son. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. See, already. Her name is full of grace. That is not saying, Hail Mary, full of grace is what Gabriel, I think it was Gabriel, called her. So that is legitimate. Okay, so Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. All right, so the Lord is with you. So what do we just do? We turn it back to Christ. Okay, now, Hail Mary, full of grace is in Scripture. So then we go, Lord, hell Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. So that's what that's what Elizabeth said when she went to go visit her when she was with Jesus, pregnant with Jesus. She went to go visit Elizabeth, and somebody could correct me if, if I got the name wrong. But then Elizabeth said, Blessed are uh, blessed are you, and blessed are you among women. That's what she said. So that's in scripture too. So Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, right? That's what Elizabeth said. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, which means what? All generations, the blessed mother, they will call you blessed. Then what does the blessed mother do? What does it do? It She turns it right back to God. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God. All of you, 
She is the mother of God. She is the, if, if you believe Jesus was God, then the blessed mother is the mother of God. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. If you don't understand what I'm saying, go to Luke. I'm pretty sure it's in Luke. Look it up. Everything I just said is in scripture. Another thing real quick, why would, so people say, well, you worship it. Nobody, we're not worshiping Mary. We're honoring her. Why? Because she is the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. She went through nine months with him. She was a pure vessel. She was born without, uh, she was born without sin. It's a dogma of the church. So which means what? It doesn't matter what you think. Christ thinks it. The church, Christ and his church think it. So this is why, this is why when you, you enter into spiritual warfare, you better, enter, you better uh, have the blessed mother. You better uh, uh, pray to her to talk to her son for you. Because think about it. Another reason the blessed mother is so powerful, because Catholics go through Mary to go through her, to her son. You know why? Think about it. All, every one of us have a mother on this earth. All of us have a mother. All of us do, right? So if I was your friend and I said, and I went to your mother and said, hey, can I, can I borrow $1,000? I'm behind on my rent and I need help. Who are you? Man, get away from me. I, ain't, I, I don't know you, right? But if I went to, through you and then you go to your mother, if I say, hey, man, I can get $1,000 for my rent. I'm going to get kicked out and evicted. Can you please help me? You go, well, look, man, I ain't got the money, but my mother has it. I'll be right back. Let me go ask her. So what does he do? He goes and you, what do you do? You go and ask your mother. Says, oh, baby. Yes, baby. I'll give you the thousand dollars. I love you so much. Here's the money. Now you just go ahead and keep it. Don't worry about paying it back. I'm your mama and I know you need the help. But that's your friend and you love him. So you don't you worry about it. So what do you do? You come out and give me the thousand dollars. Say, hey, man, my mother said, don't worry about paying it back. Oh, really? Wow. Okay, but man, I'm going to pay you back. Okay, and I'll go and leave. What just happened? Your mama didn't know me when I went to her directly. So she was like, get away from me. But you, her son, went to her, and she gave you the money. And because she knows you, this is where it works between the Blessed Mother, Jesus Christ, and God. The Blessed Mother leads everybody to Christ, all of us. Leads all of us to Christ. She prayed, we, we, we asked her to, ask, when, we, when, we, when we talk to Mary, when we play the rosary, when we do the seven sorrows and stuff like that, we say the Hail Mary, we are asking uh, Hail, our, our blessed, the Blessed Mother to ask her son to help us with our prayers, our situation. Why? Because it's more powerful coming from her if she goes and asks him the odds of him saying yes, because that's his mother. She will grant, uh, Christ will grant it. That's how it works. That's how it works. Okay. Now, next. Now, um, so her hubby gives her more attention. He gives her more love, conversation, dates, money, exciting sex. And most of all, he listens to her and values her opinion. That's the most important one. He listens to her and he values her opinion. 
Can you say time is short? You see, most women, when they begin, these antics are just trying to fill the void that they aren't getting from their husband. I know it sounds crazy, but it's the truth. You see, it takes much courage for a woman to leave her husband or a physical for a physical or emotional affair. But what makes leaving or asking for a separation or divorce much easier is that she has another hunk of a man in the wings waiting on her to get out of Dodge and get with him. See, when your wife comes to you and asks for a divorce or asks for a separation, a lot of t- most women, they have an emotional affair going on with, at, at the minimum, an emotional affair going with another guy. Or the pain is just so, so bad. It's just so, so bad that they, they, they can't take it no more. And the only way to get you to listen is to get out. So that's the two things. Women do not leave. And, and another thing, when the pain is bad, you better believe there's some woman behind her telling her or her parents or her or somebody telling her, leave. You can do it. Come stay with me. I'll help you pay for your house or your apartment. Get away from him. He's toxic, right? This is why you can't slip on your game because there's, uh, Satan is always right there to get in the ear of your wife, okay? So again, usually when if a wife asks for a divorce or she asks for a separation or whatever and she's leaving, usually she has an emotional affair or a physical affair with a man. If she doesn't have that going on, um, which is more often than not, if she doesn't have that going on, then the pain has become so unbearable that it, it she just can't take it. And she has somebody guiding her or coaching her on what to do with you, okay? Now, I know it sounds crazy, but it's true, man. It's true. But what makes our asking for a separation or do much easier is, like I said, she has a man or she has somebody supporting her, okay? Then the problems for you, her husband, compound, right? Meaning the husband tries to get her back or confront her, the home record believes that the husband is intruding on his fun, that she belongs to him now. Hell, you weren't man enough to keep her fulfilled and happy, so I'm going to help you out. And you know, basically, he's correct. The husband was the husband was not the man who was man enough to keep his wife thrilled and fulfilled. Remember that. You must keep your wife thrilled and fulfilled, man. <laughs> you do. You got to. You have no choice. Unless you want to lose your lose your lose your family, okay? This husband broke the cardinal rule. He neglected her and took her for granted. Opened the door for the for the demonic to stride right in. You see, the I need space line is really meant for us husbands. If a wife tells you I need space or I need time, you know, like what this clue is, I need more time alone. It's really not meant for her. It's meant for you. It goes along the line of. Baby, it's not me. I mean, it's not you. It's me. It's not you. It's me. I'm the problem, not you. <laughs> you ever had a girlfriend break up with you like that? That's that's classic. That's classic. So the the so the you this the I need space line is really meant for us husbands. She isn't saying, you know, I need time to work on myself. She is thinking, I need space so he can work on himself. Because I tried the whole save the marriage thing for 20 years now, and I'm done. Gentlemen, 
This clue is really far down the road. And if you see this in your marriage, time is about out. Because not only is she spending more time away from you, she has another man, and even more detrimental, the emotional closeness is just about out of there. And when that is gone, so is your beloved wife. So are your children, and so is your marriage. Now, you can still have it, but now this job has become, I mean, you can still save it. So you can still save your marriage, but the job has just become a lot harder, okay? Not as tough as if she leaves and you are separated, but damn close, okay? So basically what I'm saying is in that little tip right there is when your wife is in the house and she's still there, it's a lot easier to fix yourself and give her time and get you and her time to get together. Once she leaves and gets another man, you have a compound situation. So the compound situation is first, your wife is in another apartment. So she's, she's actually gone. She's got at least for 12 months at least, right? The other thing is another man. If that's the case for you, you know, when things go bad, if that's the case. So that's a twofold, you have, you have twofold mission to overcome when she's in the house, because here's the thing, here's this little secret that many people don't know. Rebound relationships, which is what, which is what that wife is in. They don't last. They really, most of the time they don't. And if you, when that relationship is over, if you're still the same man that when she left, She's going to go find somebody else or nobody and just be by herself. You got to understand this. Your wife is doing this stuff because she is trying to get you to man up and listen to her and to show her you love her, that you care, that she's number one in your life. And when we don't do that as husbands, then some other homewrecker comes along and starts whispering in her ear or some divorced woman or some single woman says, come out and have fun with us. Well, she's unhappy and she's miserable, so that's what she does. So that's why I'm saying you can fix this, but you have to fix yourself first. Mortification. Mortification, gentlemen, it's a virtue, which means what? Die as a man. You must die to your wants, your desires, and your needs and put God first your wife in marriage, and then your children, okay? Now, again, you must begin the process of drawing her back to you and away from him, okay? And But in order to do that, you must stop the blaming, criticizing, arguing, and confronting, but most of all, you must go to the restroom, close the door, and stick your mug smack dab in the mirror. Bam. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. All right, all right. We are done for the day. And I hope that you guys got something out of that. So I really tried to help you today. Uh, affairs are very complicated, but if you don't handle it, if you handle them right, it's safe. you get to save faith. You get to save face. Um, the thing about it is, though, Jerry, how do I do that, right? Jerry, how do I command and control? How do I remain in control? Don't lose my cool. How do I do all that? Well, dude, this podcast is not meant for all that. 
<laughs> that's too deep for us to go into. Um, but what we can do is we can work together, you know, if that's what you think you need. Other than that, we're going to end today with our quote from Pope Benedict XVI, as we always do. And it states, quote, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort, gentlemen. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.